0: Welcome to the fourth edition of Don't Listen to Us. I'm Sean King.
1: I'm Melissa King.
0: How you doing? How was your week?
1: The week, the week, the week, the week. The week was good. Yes. Yes. Overall? Overall, it was good.
0: Good to hear. Um, I have come to the realization in the past, I guess it's really come to the forefront in the last couple of weeks, that to whatever degree, I've become a homeowner. I think
1: you have, yes. You keep watching those homie shows all the time. Well,
0: I've always liked the homie shows, to be honest. Okay. Even when, even when I wasn't responsible for a home, for some bizarre reason, th- those folks who, who know me know I'm mechanically incompetent. I should not be allowed to use tools because I will hurt myself, I will cut myself, I will puncture myself, I will just just do damage to myself. I'm luckily, seeing that. It's, yeah, <laughs> luckily, it's always been fairly minor, but one day, it could be major. But for some bizarre reason... I've always been fascinated by not necessarily home improvement shows per se, but one show in particular. It's called This Old House, which you're not familiar with.
1: Well, I was a little, but now I'm more familiar with it.
0: Um, I've been watching it on and off now for, I think it's been on the air like 30 years. And it's one of those shows that when I was young and flipping through stations, before we had DVRs, if it was on, I'd stop and I was done. I, whatever I was doing got stopped and why I watched these master carpenters and master builders and master plumbers do things that I had no hope of ever doing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: No chance, no ability, no skill level at all. And yet I'd watch them fast. And it's weird because I don't watch cook, cooking shows and I can cook.
2: Huh.
0: But it was, I just love watching these guys, especially this old house, this old house for whatever reason um always fascinated me always has and now I found them online so I've been watching them online now too but it's also because of where we live now mm-hmm. and I'm kind of getting excited about the for lack of a better way of describing it the domesticity of home management Okay. You know, you and I have been out in the yard, and I've been pruning the tree.
2: You have.
1: I've never done that before. There was. A, we only had to use, I think, one or two band-aids. <laughs> a bit of blood all over the grass and some on the cement, but, <laughs> but that's about it so far.
0: And that I did simply by trying to sharpen the the blade of the, the the pruning shears and uh-huh. sl- sliding my thumb along the blade. You mm-hmm. big mm-hmm. dummy!
1: And there was the blood, <laughs> band-aid.
0: But we've also been talking about the things we want to do to the yard. We want to cut down a big... What's that big bush that's out there that's oh. holding up the gazebo type thing?
1: Oh, it's all the honeysuckle, honeysuckle. that's gone insane out there. Yeah. That
0: hasn't been taken care of for decades. Oh, min- no, it has it's gone wild. Mm-hmm. The problem is, according to you, I don't know anything about this stuff, but according to you, uh, honeysuckle attracts... Um,
1: Honeybirds. Hummingbird, yeah, I love hummingbird. Yeah, but it will grow back fast, and will it? it will thrive. And it right just now it's so all, much dead.
0: Yeah, it's all yeah. dead and woody and, and, yeah. and useless. So. We have
1: lots of big jobs, actually.
0: And there's a holly tree that you hate. That holly you hate.
1: trees that I hate.
0: Why do you hate holly trees?
1: Because they're not friendly. You walk by them and they grab a hold of you and dig into you. And then if they drop their leaves, which they do all the time, you walk out to the compost or whatever. And then they grab a hold of your feet and dig in. And it's nasty. They're not nice trees.
0: See, that's a word I'm not familiar with, compost. Us city kids don't know what compost is. No. You country folk, you need to separate your garbage into organics and compostable and paper and uh, it's just such a giant pain in the ass well
1: they do everyone does in vancouver too Oh no, god no you, they collect compost they in vancouver collect
0: them, but we don't do it uh, well i have friends that do it <laughs> we well, have hippie friends you that people
1: do it. they're not hippies they're just people <laughs> that yeah we'll, we'll do that i think don't don't you don't get any thrill at all do you out of having a tiny little bit of garbage to put out
2: no, like you, you, yeah, care.
1: you do you like dumpsters and yeah. throwing your shit, whatever you've got, throw it out in the dumpster. That's, that's that's how you see it, right?
0: The best apartment building I ever lived in was one that had a central uh, uh, core We'd walk out and pulled the, the
1: yeah yeah and the, just chucked your and garbage and chucked in. your garbage
0: out into a big hole went into the basement That was mm. the best
1: yeah and that was gone and, and you never had to think about it never thought
0: about it ever again that was the best place ever mm-hmm. and it didn't matter what kind of garbage it was you threw
1: out of sight in. out of mind
0: if you could fit it you could throw a couch in there yeah, yeah it didn't matter yeah I'd so as soon
1: it. as you let it go that doesn't become it's not your responsibility it's not That's right. anymore
0: so I can do anything with it here we have to go we have to drive to the dump. We have to And we have two different dumps mm-hmm. And when you're at the dump You have different places to dump mm-hmm. it, You guys are just so organized With mm-hmm. your garbage mm-hmm. It's weird
1: Well you have to be It's important Why? Because You know like I mean I believe in the states They take out their garbage Off of the coast And they dump in all their garbage In the ocean
0: It's called recycling
1: Oh Sean I cannot believe That you really <laughs> Are just okay with
0: that I'm not okay with that no, I, I I understand why we do it, and I, and I, as much as I, I find it annoying, I do it anyway. Because if I, if, but I'll be honest with you, if I had the choice to not do it, I wouldn't do it. Yeah.
1: So you love penguins? Would you like to see one with a plastic bag wrapped around its neck? You no, know, penguins are smarter than that. No,
0: they're plus they, not. Plus they have little tiny necks, and the plastic can't wrap around them. Okay, you're not being sincere. I'm not being sincere. I'm sorry. I'm teasing. <laughs> uh, we got a couple. We got a couple comments from you folks. Thanks very much. As always, oh, okay. you can email us to dltu at yml dot me. Thank you guys very much for sending me. Email. I got a message from, uh, a, 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 as you say, a very dear friend of mine, uh, the lovely and talented uh, Susan Thayer. Susan and Glenn Thayer. Uh, theirs is the only wedding besides my own I've ever been to.
2: Oh,
0: I've never been to another wedding.
1: That's lovely. You know
0: why? No, because I don't have friends.
1: No, you've been to two <laughs> weddings. You've been to your first wedding. Oh, like I said
0: besides mine, I've oh, been, and to, I've been just to one theirs. wedding. That's so anyway,
1: lovely, and they're still so beautifully together, around. not
0: Twenty-seven they? years now—that is
1: such an incredible achievement.
0: It really is. I, I, oh, I, I've told this to them many, many times. I'm so proud of them. Oh,
1: it's so beautiful for
0: having stuck to for our generation. You know, oh. our grandparents and that kind of thing. It wasn't unusual to be together for your entire lives, mm-hmm. but it is very unusual nowadays. It is. And the other thing that's always amazed me, and I don't know if Susan and Glenn have ever heard me say this, that they've both had the opportunity to bitch about the other one and never have. Yeah. Never have said a bad word. I've never sat down with Glenn and had a beer and gone, Jesus, Susan's pissing me off because of this, that, and next yeah, thing. Yeah, that is saying something. That, is, that really is. When you have an opportunity just to get drunk and bitch about something.
2: Mm-hmm. You know?
0: Not that I hate my wife or stuff like that, but just, oh, that's really an, oh, God. We're having such trouble. Nothing. Ever. Now, wow. possibly, the, the cynic in me might say it's because, we're not that close of friends anymore. We, haven't, we don't see each other on a regular basis that way. Mm-hmm. We haven't in, in, in 20 years or 15 years. Uh, but I like to think it's because they've got a really good strong marriage. And they yeah. don't need that outlet. They don't need to bitch about each other to other people.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's good if you start
0: doing that. I don't know if that's true. I, I, that letting off steam, as long as that's what it is. If it's with a true, deep, best friend That
1: you just really need to talk about some stuff But not guys that are like Ah, the wife's pissing me off yeah, and blah, exactly. Just that kind of thing yeah, and Glenn, it's is never,
0: Glenn has never, ever, ever done that And well, Susan's never, never, never done that It's great Anyway, cool. Susan, Susan says I, uh, I feel like I've had a visit with you guys today I listened to podcast number <laughs> two and three today I said, well, good, I hope you liked it She said, I do like it Melissa seems awesome And she doesn't put up with your shit Which is also awesome <laughs> <laughs> Thanks Susan
1: <laughs> Sean has
0: shit <laughs> Sean has shit And uh, KB in uh, Kansas City Says uh, hey Sean's KB Formerly let me say hello and congratulations to your new bride Melissa You're in for a hell of a ride lady <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oh my god okay. uh,
0: KB says uh, the title of this uh, Email is not all men Loving the new podcast I've already shared it with a few people I think you heard from one of my coworkers last week About this week's episode, I have to say, really yell something to Sean. Not all men, in respect to some of your subjects. One, I agree, I've never seen the benefits of wolf whistling. I don't think I want to get to know a woman who responds to that. There's something I hadn't thought of, although I've never ever spoken to a woman who said that she has ever responded positively to wolf Some of them have flipped the guys off and called them names. But I've never, ever, ever heard a woman who go, oh, yeah, he just wolf whistled at me. Oh, no. I want to get in his
2: pants.
0: (laughs) Or he just drove by, leaning out the car window, going, hey, baby. Oh, yeah, I'll jump in that. Yeah, No, 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 no. Number two, once I came to a certain age, I've never had a problem talking to a woman. I learned at an early age, maybe from my mom, that the woman is not rejecting me. She's rejecting the idea of us. Oh dear! What an interesting way of thinking, about That's it It's very deep. I don't know that I agree with them, but it's a really interesting way of framing it in your own personal mind to think of it that way. That she's not rejecting you; she's rejecting the us idea
1: as a of us, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. But all right.
0: My brain says, "Well, I'm half of us, so she's at least half rejecting half of us."
1: You mean just when you just talk to a woman yeah. ge- and approach a woman yeah. Yeah. in general? Okay, I have to think about that one because us or is any a long relationship
0: that ends. Oh, any relationship that ends. Well, no, no, both situations. You're, what you just said, you just meeting a woman in a bar, uh-huh. her saying no, no thanks. Right. But at the end of every relationship, that's, someone's rejecting the idea of us. That's true. Which is true yeah. for And all not watching, to take
1: it on into yourself. You don't want to do that. Well, it's, it's hard,
0: well, not hard not to. It's hard not to. It's human nature. It is. Uh, he says, you know what you're bringing to the table. She's missing out on an opportunity to learn that. What a great way of thinking about that it, KB. is
1: Your mum was quite a mum. Is quite um, a
0: mum. Number three, if Melissa doesn't know this already, please know Sean is a Neanderthal. A loving yet stubborn Neanderthal.
1: <laughs> I'm agreeing with that. I know that already. I do know that already. Uh,
0: I love colors, he says. I picked the color theme for our wedding. Oh. And he's not gay. <laughs> That's right. Gay guys know all the colors. You, of course they do. Of course they. Uh, uh, just for a matter of reference, for Melissa, uh, KB is a black guy I met at a Macworld Expo, and his wife—I'm uh, going to say her name wrong. I think it's Christine. Uh, is this cute little about your size, if not smaller? And she's just cute as a button. KB is about my height. Uh, lovely brown man. Uh, very good. Very good looking guy. They—they uh, they make a lovely couple. And they got beautiful, lovely. beautiful children. Aww. He says, I know the difference between sea foam and coral. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> he says, mostly I care about these things. Yes. But he says, maybe it's because I got a 64 box of crayons at a young age. We all can all advance past banging an animal bone against a rock, Sean.
1: <laughs> Way to go, Kay! Ke- I love it. Shut up. Don't encourage yes, that kind of thing. He should write more. <laughs> <laughs> more, please.
0: And uh, my friend Dave Martin uh, sends us some uh, cool color sites, Pantone.com, Pantone.com, Color Finder, and Color Intelligence. How many Pantone colors are you missing? This is for Sean, right, Exactly, exactly. Thanks, Dave. (laughs) I got into an interesting uh, Twitter conversation just a few moments ago. Uh, First of all, we've got to send out, as uh, good Canadians, our sympathies and condolences to the families of the hockey players, the junior hockey players who were killed in Saskatchewan this past week in an awful, awful uh, crash. Uh, 15 uh, team members, the coach, uh, the kids uh, died. Our American friends will not understand, and that's okay, how devastating this is to Canadians in general. I mean, these are kids. A lot of folks don't understand what Junior A hockey means in Canada. For a lot of kids, Junior A hockey is, and my friend Martin Ginsburg on Instagram wrote a beautiful Instagram post about this. Hockey is important to the psyche of Canadians in general. It's how we define ourselves as a nation in a lot of ways. And one of the things that happens when you get good at hockey at the age of 13, 14, 15 years old, you start thinking about the pros. You know, you dream about it when you're 10, but you can start seriously thinking about it when you start getting picked for what are called traveling squads. Mm -hmm. And then the next level after that is called Junior A. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And that's the big leagues if you're a teenager where american kids will go off to college for better or worse canadian kids will go off to junior a and they might go to school they probably won't um but they move out of their small hometown in nova scotia in Newfoundland, and ontario and they'll go to saskatchewan they'll go to alberta they'll go to, here to bc and play on a team there and that's when your dreams of becoming a, a, a nhl player start to come to light
2: mm. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's when you're going to know whether or not you're going to make it in, in, the, in the NHL. Mm-hmm. So all those kids on that, on that bus, and every kid in Junior A is hoping to make it to the NHL because that's the dream of every Canadian hockey player. Yes. Um, so these kids uh, and their parents and their friends and their family have had that dream cut tragically short. It's an awful, awful it's thing. It's um, And it was the first time I ever felt nicely towards Donald Trump because he sent his condolences to uh, Trudeau to pass on to the families uh, of uh, the hockey team. So I didn't know that. It's the first nice thing I've ever heard him say. But following on that, that, um, there was a, a, a Twitter um, thread, and I want to get your thoughts on this, because you and I have never talked about this. It started, um, signing an organ donor card might be the simplest way there is to save lives. Mm-hmm. My thought, and I wrote this on Twitter, is here's a better idea. Make organ donation opt out, not opt in.
2: Because
0: hmm. one of the problems with organ donation is not enough of us do it Not enough of us sign that card Make that check mark on our driver's license Whatever it is in whatever area you, you are in Most people want to be organ donors mm-hmm. Few people percentage wise have an actual Moral, religious, ethical reason to not do it And I have yeah. no problem with those no. if, 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 if your personality doesn't want you to be an organ donor I, I'm not going to judge you at all That's, that's your choice but because so many people forget to do it, we have a lot fewer organ donors than if people did it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: There's, it's been said that we could solve ha- at least half our organ donation issues, especially with things like kidneys and livers, if half the people who aren't donors are donors, that obviously solves half the problem right mm-hmm. there.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so if you have to opt in, why not make it opt out? But if you don't want it, then you check box it. That way, those fo- folks who forget it will still be opt-in. You understand what I'm saying? I do, yes. As opposed to making them be proactive to make that checkbox, make them be proactive to not make the checkbox. Right. And that way, if you do have more obligations to it, you will be more likely to, to uncheck it.
2: Hmm.
0: And uh, Mac Parrott on Twitter, Guy Searle, says, I have that box checked as what the hell do I care if I'm dead? but it should be voluntary. And I jokingly said, yes, you should be able to voluntarily opt out. But then Guy said something that just sort of set me off the wrong way. He said, their body, they should decide, so having it be opt out is better. Sorry, uh, the, the, their body, they should decide, so having it be opt in is better.
1: I don't think that the government or anyone can assume that it's opt in. You can't do that. You have to have somebody make the absolute Decision to say yes, I'm opting into this. Why not have them
0: make decision. the decision to opt out?
1: It's different though. It's different. How so? Well, you can't just have a blanket, you can't make a blanket assumption that everybody is going to just but want that. But
0: you're making a blanket assumption that everyone is going to not want it. No. We're making a blanket, blanket assumption one way or the other.
1: Yes, but the other way, people are consciously going, yes, I'm going to opt into this. I tick this box. Sure,
0: yeah, I agree. So why not make them consciously say, I'm going to opt out of this? We're making them make a conscious decision one way or the other. So let's make the conscious decision in favor of society. Mm -hmm. We're making the conscious decision in favor of the individual in this case. Yes. Let's make the conscious decision in favor of society as a whole.
1: Yes, I just don't think you can do that. I think that the, someone has to make a conscious decision, their I, body, their organs, has to be a conscious and, and based Oh, yeah. no,
0: on- oh, and I agree with that. I agree they should make a conscious decision. So let's make the conscious decision be to opt out, is what I'm saying. Mm, I don't know. It's a decision both ways.
1: And is it an ethical decision? Is it an ethical... You can't... You, like, it's about ethics, isn't it?
0: It can be. It could be morality. It could be su- Superstition. Yes. People think, oh, no, I'm going to need my liver when I go to heaven." Okay, that's fine. I have no problem with you thinking that. No,
1: no, that's fine.
0: But that being the case, then uncheck, the, then then check the box saying, "Don't make me an organ donor." Hmm. We're asking people to do something anyway, right? Yes. We're asking them to to either opt in or opt out.
1: I think most people would te- would would be offended by it being an assumption that if you don't opt out, then. You're going to get your organs are going to be used
0: for the the greater good. But the reverse assumption is what we're doing now: that if you don't opt in, we're assuming that you don't want your organs to be used to save other people.
1: Yes, I don't know why they make it that way.
0: Yeah, we see where my logic is: we're making people make a decision one way or the other, and that's that's okay. But let's make them make a decision where, if they don't make that decision, it benefits people. Because right now, when they don't make that decision, when they forget to check the box or don't know it's there, whatever it is, mm-hmm. when they don't make the decision, it hurts society as a whole. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. let's make a decision based on the good of society. It's not going to hurt you.
1: No, no, I know that. To make
0: the decision one way or the other. So why not make it, the the default be something that's good for society, which I think everyone can agree with.
1: Yeah. Yep, I have to think that. Uh, I just the want to warn you right that.
0: now: our cat is outside as we speak, hunting birds.
1: Yes, your cat is outside hunting birds. <laughs>
0: <as you can. laughs> My cat, as we've discovered. My other
1: question about this is: so people, uh, you know, say that well, there's not uh, not as as many people donating their organs as what they would like, but don't they have to do what sort of a health screen do you go through if you become an organ donor?
0: They, they you can't will, become an
1: organ donor if you're an alcoholic or something No, you're, no yeah.
0: um, But you can still check the box
1: Of course you can, but I'm and, wondering and, how well, they Well, no, they
0: test your organs before they insert them in someone else Oh,
1: do they? Yeah, they absolutely do. I mean, they I'm can they run they blood
0: tests real quick And and um, that kind of stuff To for, make sure To make sure Okay, yeah. okay yeah. 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 It's not like, check this box But don't check it if you're a heroin
1: addict uh, Right, yeah.
0: yes they, they They. obviously they have to test them for blood Um, uh, Blood donor compa- Blood What's a Blood type Compatibility Uh huh yeah, um, yeah And so while they're running All those tests They're also running tests On disease And, 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 and that kind of stuff
2: Okay So hmm.
1: Interesting subject
0: I think so What was it Was there something else uh, Did you find my folder My folder My folder My folder
1: Look in your folder
0: We talked about this um, um, I think privately. I, I, I can never remember our, our conversations, whether they're public or private. That's it, one of my problems is to well, me. you are public. And, 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 Everything. And, and everything's public, so I have to, yes. I have to be careful sometimes. It's
1: completely transparent. It's um, unnerving.
0: We, I mentioned this on Twitter a few times and also on uh, Your Mac Life, the idea that <clears throat> here in British Columbia, and I'm sure in other places, the month of March was Distracted Driving Awareness Month. Oh yes, yes, yes. And on at least two occasions, people here in Vancouver had been caught within fifteen minutes distracted driving. Mm-hmm. So, and and in here, because we're nice people in Canada, they put up the police put up warning signs
2: mm-hmm.
0: on the streets that said, "Down this road, police are pulling you over for distracted driving, and you get caught." And then they give you the ticket. You drive away, and you get caught again inside of fifteen minutes. <laughs> God, there's no hope. You are a remarkably stupid. Mm-hmm. Just for distracted driving to begin with, and B, you obviously have more money than sense. Yeah. Because here in British Columbia, the fines are um, they're exponential. So your first ticket is. Say a hundred bucks, but your second ticket isn't another hundred bucks; it's three hundred bucks. Right. So these two people got charged inside 50 minutes a thousand dollars for the two t- for the combined two tickets, approximately, and they'll get six points off their license, which means they'll spend another three hundred dollars when they go get their insurance renewed. Right. So it's thirteen hundred bucks just because they couldn't stay off their fucking cell phone. Oh. Mm-hmm. The issue is. The way we give out these kind of tickets. Mm-hmm. Rich folks don't give a rat's ass. Mm-hmm. And one of these people was caught in West Vancouver. And, and for those folks who are familiar with Vancouver, the West Side, um, on the other side of Lionsgate Bridge, is one of the richest, most exclusive areas in Canada. Mm-hmm. It's full of $5 million homes, $10 million oh, homes. Oh, yes. A bunch yes. of rich folks. So yep. the odds are the cops nailed some rich guy who 1300 bucks ain't nothing. Yeah. He had that in his pocket. You know that's that's what he tips the mailman kind of stuff. Hmm. So the fine does not hurt him in the least. Whereas folks like you and I, thirteen hundred bucks, we got to sell one of the kids.
1: Oh my god! And we got to rent dis-
0: out. Disable you. me. Oh, you know, there's no way we can afford those. And what happens a lot in the states? I don't know so much here in Canada, but if that happens. People go to jail because they can't pay a $50 fine. Mm,
1: so they have to go to jail and like uh, then that their time in jail pays yeah, it off? Yeah. It's so weird because that costs society well,
0: money. Well, the argument, and I, I understand a little bit, is don't do the crime if you can't do the time. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. So if you don't want to spend 500 bucks on a speeding ticket, don't speed. If you can't afford that money, then don't speed. But what that says is that if you're rich, go ahead and speed. Well, take the car away. There's an idea, but they buy a new car. Oh, seriously? Rich people buy a new car. It's no big deal for a rich person to go buy a new car or rent a car.
1: Take their phone away.
0: There's something that we should do. But here is a better idea. Um, It's an op-ed column in the New York Times. A billionaire and a nurse shouldn't pay the same fine for speeding. If If Mark Zuckerberg and a janitor who works at Facebook each receive a speeding ticket while driving home from work, they each owe the government the same amount of money. But Zuckerberg wouldn't bat an eye. The janitor is another story. Uh, in Ferguson, Missouri, for example, a single parking $151 parking violation sent a black woman struggling with homelessness into a seven-year odyssey of court appearances, mm-hmm. arrest warrants, and jail time connected to her ability no. inability to pay. No. Across America, one size fits all fines are the norm. Where judges do have wiggle room to choose the size of a fine, mandatory minimums and maximums often tie their hands. Some states even prohibit consideration of a person's income, and when courts are allowed to take finances into account, they frequently do so. Other places have saner methods. Finland and Argentina, for example, have tailored fines to income for almost 100 years. The most common model, the day fine, scales sanctions to a person's daily wage. Mm-hmm. A small offense like littering might cost a fraction of a day's pay. A serious crime might swallow a month's paycheck. Everyone pays the same proportion of their income. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe this is just the poor guy in me speaking, but I like this idea. It should be proportional.
1: Well, if it's proportional to your income, it has the same impact. Exactly. Like for me now, if I got a $100 fine, it would be a really big impact yeah, on me right. to have that. So it's the same impact if the guy in West Van got a $1,300 fine. Well, even that may not even be as effective no, on him because he's got so much money. So it does make sense.
0: Does this mean we should slap Zuckerberg with a million-dollar speeding fine? <laughs> Finland would. In 2015, wow. you handed a businessman a $67,000 speeding wow. ticket for going 14 miles an hour above the speed limit. Oh, that may, that may be that is a, bit, a bit much. <laughs> that might be a bit That's, much.
2: Yeah,
0: but the United, uh, but the, because they, their fines are tied to your income, mm. and so they're they're designed to actually hurt you to a certain degree, mm-hmm. and then maybe make you think I shouldn't do that thing. Yeah. Whereas if the fine's only a thousand bucks and you're Mark Zuckerberg, I'm going to keep doing the thing. Yeah, because it doesn't—it's just it's pocket change.
2: Yeah.
0: So it's it, it, it's it's a problem that I think that is a, I think it's a viable solution. I say that as a poor person, not a rich person. So.
1: Well, I think they should get their car towed away. Get out of the car. We're taking your car. Because it's not about them; it's about the safety. You know, you hit a family, oh, and you've yeah. killed children, and yeah. a mother, and yeah, it's not about that. And
0: as I've said many times, as a motorcyclist, I see distracted driving all, all the, the time.
1: time. I bet you do.
0: It's t- but you're on- very
1: intimate with the people in the car, exactly. next to you when you're in the on the motorbike.
0: Much more so than when you're when you're in a car mm-hmm.
1: yourself. You see people doing all sorts of yeah. things. Because
0: I as I explain this to people, when you're in a car next to somebody. And if they're distracted driving and they swerve into your lane, or even slide into your lane, move into your lane, you got a fender bender, and you're pissed off at the guy, and you have to go to the the, the, the body shop and get your fender replaced. Pain in the ass. If that same situation happens on a on a, when you're on a motorcycle, you go down. Yeah. You crash. You, you fall. You slide along the, uh. the road for a hundred yards.
2: hmm
0: And someone else runs over you.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's a big difference, yeah. It's an interesting way of putting it. I'm definitely more intimately involved
1: in traffic on the one Yeah, and I think that that, the rich guy should get his car taken away.
0: A Romanian court has rejected a man's attempt to persuade them that he's alive. Constantine (laughs) Ralu tried to convince a court in the city of Veslui I'm saying (laughs) the name wrong, so don't dig me that his government issued death certificate was incorrect, but he failed the legal system said the decision to register him as deceased in 2016 is final even though he's definitely alive
1: You're dead <laughs> dude well that's good all of his debts gone he could start all afresh but reinvent he himself but he
0: can't do he can't he can't work
1: because he's dead because he's dead <gasps> well what is he doing he can't get
0: government assistance because he's dead
1: uh, well have to, can he change his name or he, no because he's dead
0: his wife obtained the death certificate after she'd lost contact with him for several years oh. when he moved to Turkey for work. Oh my God, she thought he was dead. Well, they
1: have to give him his life back.
0: Mr. Relou was eventually deported from Turkey on the grounds that his immigration papers had expired. He learned of his apparent death when he got back. <laughs> Unreal. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, judges told Mr. Alou that the ati- appeal period for changing the death certificate had passed. means there's nothing they can do. Oh, so well, Even if right. they wanted to, the law says they, they can't. They'll have to
1: change the law then for him. That just cracks me up. <laughs> <Poor> <laughs> I'm j- dead. I'm dead. What do I do now? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, dear. You know where you find these ridiculous stories. I know. Stories. It's
0: ridiculous. According to a forthcoming study... It doesn't matter how compatible two people are. As long as there are crusty dishes in the sink that need cleaning there are bound to be tensions. Oh, yes. Imbalanced dishwashing duties is a major <laughs> source of dissatisfaction in relationships. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me?
1: Well, i got to tell you, you're the messiest cook <laughs> ever. And so now I've become, I've been sort of demoted to being an assistant cook in my house now. And yeah, I do a lot more dishes. when I. Do you notice when I cook how clean the kitchen is? I do. I absolutely do. I have to do way more dishes. I'm just saying, I'm aware of it.
0: Is this causing friction in our relationship?
1: I'm just telling you that I'm aware of it.
0: I asked you a yes or no question. Is this calling, causing friction in our relationship? No,
1: this isn't causing no, friction
0: in our relationship. Couples that <laughs> women who washed the majority of the dishes were less satisfied in their relationships, less <laughs> satisfied in their sex lives, and had more likely and more likely to have fights with their partner. Oh yeah. I okay. don't think dishwashing is causing the issue, though.
1: You don't. That might oh, be a symptom. No, that's a catalyst. Now, that's it, the I catalyst.
0: I don't we really use a ca- catalyst, yeah. but I think that that those relationships had. issues already
1: but do you know what happens though when you're doing a whole bunch of dishes again and again and again as you start to think you're thinking that is this thinking time while you're doing the dishes and that's probably what's happening is they're ruminating on the real issues
0: couples that split dishwashing duties equally on the other hand were much we're much better off <laughs> Doing the dishes with a partner was more satisfying for women than sharing any other house, household task isn't interesting.
1: that odd even with dishwashes and everything
0: one of the reasons dishwashing is the source of so much conflict in the home is the nature of the task. Mm-hmm. Some chores may need to be done only once or twice a week, but as long mm-hmm. as the family eats, there will be dishes Every in the day. sink. Every day. Every day. There are sociological factors stoking the fires as well. Dishwashing was once the sole domain of women, mm-hmm. but in recent decades it has evolved to become one of the most commonly shared household tasks. So when partners today do fall into those old patterns, it can hit a nerve.
1: <laughs> but they may not have been even born into a time when it was a woman's task.
0: It's just an odd thing, that isn't that it? Would cause issues. And it only causes issues for you and I, and you may not even realize this. It does cause issues. I'm, I'm going to. I'm not going to
1: deny it. I'm not denying it. I already said you're way messier than I am.
0: No, that's creating. Not, that's not, we're talking about doing the physical act of doing the dishes.
2: I and one do of the, and all by those way, dishes. And by the way, one
0: of the reasons why I'm so-called messier than you is because I'm more precise Don't, than
1: you are. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah.
0: You're one of those slapdash cooks. You just throw shit in there where I need to precisely measure things according With to the instructions. With every little
1: measuring spoon that you have <laughs> and measuring cup. and Like you have – yes. But anyway, go on. It's causing friction. I, How? I, I
0: agree from the point of view that – you know. So my, my recipe will say it'll call, call for a tablespoon of soy sauce. Yes. So I will go in the drawer, I pull up my little tablespoon. Unreal,
2: yes. I will
0: fill it up exactly one tablespoon and dump it in. The next thing in the recipe says use uh, one teaspoon of brown sugar. Mm-hmm. So instead of using the tablespoon and filling up just like halfway, yeah. I will put the tablespoon into the sink for you to wash. I will then get my teaspoon. Out oh, I'm
1: hyper aware of and- this.
0: <laughs> I, now, that being said, yes. I'm happy to wash dishes. You need and want to wash dishes while we are cooking. Yes, I do. I'm okay with leaving all the dishes until the end and then me doing the dishes.
1: But when you're cooking, you don't. I, I can't cook and help you cook amongst all of those dirty dishes.
0: Understood. Okay. So we, you know, we
1: need to go into therapy about this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the biggest friction point for us, and I don't know why, and I don't mean this in a serious way, friction point ah, okay. but one of the biggest annoyances for me yes. is I like washing dishes and I hate drying them right and so you constantly wash them
1: oh so that they- means that you should be allowed to do the thing that you like to do in the dishwashing routine wow that's what wow. that is it is I wow. like I like to wash and if I don't wash then I'm pissed <laughs> and I do let you wash <laughs> see oh my god it's true Dishwashing friction is yeah, a gauge right. of a relationship.
0: Speaking of speeding, a North Vancouver man was caught speeding at one hundred sixty one kilometers an hour, which is I don't know my phone with me. How, how many? How many? Uh,
1: Siri, Siri, we need you. Uh,
0: one hundred sixty one kilometers an hour is a hundred miles an hour. Okay. A North Vancouver man caught speeding at hundred miles an hour on a test drive. <gasps> oh yeah. <right. laughs> North Vancouver driver is paying a heavy fine for a drive that went too fast and away too far. Officers of the West Van Police Department were in the middle of speed enforcement. It was during that time officers caught a white four-door sedan headed eastbound at 100 kilometers an hour in a uh, 55-kilometer zone. (laughs) Sorry, 55-mile zone. The worst part, outside the dangerous speed... Come on, 100 miles an hour isn't dangerous. It's really not. The 46-year-old male driver was simply on a... Car test drive with the sales rep in the passenger seat. <laughs> 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 Woo-hoo. Now, now, we need to know the sales rep story. We do. That's the key to this.
1: Did he have, I mean, well, what control did he have? Like, slow down. No, 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 slow down. No. How is he going to slow the guy down?
0: No, the guy's doing uh, 70, so he's doing 40 miles an hour over the speed limit.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, he's doing on a... On a highway, the Trans Canada Highway, but still, forty miles an hour over the speed limit—significant. You're yes. blowing past other, other cars. Yes. The other thing is, it was a four door sedan. Uh, yeah. It wasn't like he was test driving a Ferrari a or Porsche something. Or
1: something. Yeah, really.
0: <laughs> He's in a Corolla. <laughs> 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 the driver was fined four hundred and sixty-eight bucks for a violation ticket. Uh, the vehicle's been in, now here's the, here's a the kicker. The vehicle has since been impounded for 7 days. It's the minimum amount of impound that the police will take it for. The owner of the vehicle will need to retrieve it from impound at their own expense. Oh. The owner of the vehicle is the dealership. It's the dealership. And if they charge say 100 bucks a day, that's 700 bucks a day the dealership's wow. got to pay. Well. Now, I think when you take out a test drive, you have to sign a piece of paper that says that you'll pay for damages or whatever it might be. Okay. I Think. Yeah. I haven't done a uh, test uh, drive in, in yeah. years. I remember s- giving them my driver's license and then signing a piece of paper.
2: Okay.
0: That may, that may have been for, a, for a, a, what's what's when they, a borrow car when you.
1: Lease? No. Uh, when I don't you remember signing. T- when you
0: take your car in to get it fixed and they give you a, a loaner car. Oh. So Maybe that's for a loaner car. Yeah. RCMP said they had no way of indicating whether the sales rep had given any form of consent or encouragement of the driver for his speed and have since decided to keep the identity of the sales rep and dealership anonymous. The sales guy's getting fired. Is he going to get fired? He's going to get fired. Does the
1: young driver have to incur the cost of the the, uh, the
0: car? No.
1: Oh, he won't have to pay? The
0: dealership, the owner of the vehicle pays the impound fees, and that's the dealership. So unless he saw, unless the 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 driver signed a piece of paper that said mm. I'll take on any speeding tickets or whatever thing, mm-hmm. damage, that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. the dealership's on the hook. Shit. And I got to believe if I own the dealership, you better have a re- you better be able to get that driver to come in and look me in the eye and say he had no knowledge I was doing this. Yeah. Cuz if as a sales guy, If a sales guy can't do that I'm firing the sales guy Yeah There's no way you can have a sales guy That would encourage that kind of thing Or not discourage that kind of thing Yeah At the very least What you do Is you pull your phone out And you film the guy And you're saying Stop this car now What I mean? Provide your own alibi. Right. Film Mm. the guy going insane speeds, and you saying, "Mr. So and So, please stop this vehicle." Mr. So and So, you're being a fucking dick. Stop this vehicle. Mm. Mm. That's the only way he's keeping his job. Yeah. Otherwise, he's getting fired. So fast. In the moment, I mean,
1: he was probably wanting to sell it really badly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just, just the idea of you are on a test drive, and you're and you're driving that much of a dick.
1: Well, the funniest thing is, it's it's just a four door sedan type car. wasn't anything exciting.
0: Do you know what Bitcoin is?
1: Well, sort of. I know it's like a virtual currency, isn't
2: yes, it? Yes,
0: exactly. After nine years together, Bitcoin has cost me my marriage. Oh. Several months ago, I convinced my wife. There we go. There's there's your first problem. You had to convince <laughs> the wife to redraw some of our equity in our ham, in our family home. Um. I, we both agreed I would only draw up to $50,000 maximum in blocks of $10,000 to buy Bitcoin. Um, fast forward week ago, Bitcoin, Bitcoin was zooming. Saw the price climbing rapidly and had visions of telling my wife over Christmas, we're going to buy a new car with our windfall. So without her knowledge, there's your second problem, dude. I bought... I decided to buy him with the remainder of our equity, $150,000. Oh, my he God. He bought Bitcoin. hmm But he bought it at the peak. Yes. And when it crashed a week later, he's fucked. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh. Uh,
0: I told her everything last night. I won't go into the specific details, but say there was a lot of yelling, crying, and screaming all but directed at me. I agreed to cash out a little Bitcoin I had left and oh. turned to the mortgage fund. She packed a suitcase, called her sister. Oh. After she left, uh, I did as we agreed, cashing out the Bitcoin, transferred it to her account. Uh, I messaged her to say it had been done. An hour later, I get a message back from her. It's over. You're reckless and stupid, and I'm leaving. Oh. <sighs> I haven't slept all night. I don't think I will tonight either. I'll always remember this. Christmas. Now is the one where Bitcoin ended my marriage. (laughs) You know, Bitcoin didn't end your marriage. No, he, yeah. You being a fucking moron ended your marriage. And
1: making all those unilateral decisions.
0: It is possibly one of the funniest things, sadly funny things about men, that we do this on a regular basis. We know what's best for our women. Mm -hmm. We know what's best for our family. So I'm going to do this thing, even though my wife said don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. And then we don't understand why she's mad at us. Mm. But this is good for the family. You said you wouldn't do it. Mm. I've seen it in so many occasions, especially, most particularly, with motorcycling. Uh I'll meet guys who uh, will, will talk about conversations about motorcycling. And he'll say something along the lines to I'm going I'm to buy my wife a motorcycle. Uh-huh. Well, that's great. What kind of bike does she want? Well, she doesn't know she's getting one. Oh, dude. Uh, I know. It's not a good idea. Does your, bike, does your wife ride? No, but she will want to buy a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. No, no, you moron. Mm-hmm. I'd be willing to bet half of the small CC motorcycles that we see for sale every spring are with low mileage. These will be a year old, two years old, three years old with less than 1,000 kilometers, less than 1,000 miles on it. Mm-hmm. Are from guys who bought the bike for their wife Hoping that their wife would ride And the wife going Well you're a fucking idiot No <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not riding that thing And it gets put in the garage Because he's hoping that she'll change her mind mm-hmm. And then two years later She's like get that thing out of here Put that on Craigslist Get it out of here
2: mm-hmm.
0: I've heard from so many women the exact same story Oh do you ride? No he bought me a bike but I don't want to ride So he had to sell it
1: Oh I so see you've heard it a lot A
0: lot A oh. lot The other thing that happens a lot is men will buy a motorcycle for their wife that they want to ride. Yeah. Completely unsuited to their wife.
1: Oh, that's not good. But it's
0: their dream bike. They think that... They, well, she doesn't ride it all. She uses it as a second bike. You fucking idiot. Mm. You're going to get shit for that. Yes. There's nowhere, And it happens with cars and houses and TVs and... All this stuff that men do this on a regular basis mm-hmm. because they know better mm-hmm. than their their wives. What's well, so why women. do
1: men want their wives to ride with them? Is it because they want to ride a lot and they're thinking, oh, I better get her to want to come along with me so I can ride more? Exactly. Otherwise, I'm not going to be able to ride as much as what I want to That's ride. Right.
0: That's right. You know, She's always complaining that I, I ride too much. Well, if she comes with me, she can't complain.
1: Yeah. Ooh, that'll work. <clears throat> <clears throat> okay.
0: I knew a guy in Tennessee who... I met him on a ride one day, and we, we were talking about the, the bike, and he said, you know, he doesn't ride as much as he'd like. I said, oh, why not? Oh, because my wife won't let me ride. I'm like, well, you're out riding now? He said, yeah, but I have to sneak around to my wife. I said, what are you talking about? Mm. Every Saturday during football season, uh-huh. he would tell his wife that he was going over to his buddy's house to watch, you know, the foot, the college football games, but He had bought a bike and was hiding it in his buddy's garage. Oh, no. And he would go, bye, honey. Back in a couple hours. And he'd go over to watch football with Tony or whoever it was. And they get in the bike and they go ride.
2: Okay.
0: Dude, she's going to find out one day, okay? Yeah. She's going to find out. She's going to see a receipt. She's going to see a helmet. She's going to see the insurance bill. Or you're going to have an accident. Oh, she, oh, well, touch wood. That, that wouldn't happen. And she's going to find out you've been doing this for expert of time. And she's going to fucking divorce you, you moron. They think that doing
1: the dishes
0: is a big issue in marriages. It just... i don't ever
1: i don't get that like why why would that become like that in a marriage where men are sneaking around and doing stuff that they're white like why not because just say honey i love bike riding uh it makes me feel great i want to go do it and it's like yeah honey go do it and i'll see you after
0: well what's that's wrong a, with that it's an interesting way of, of, of putting it I, I think from a woman's point of view is that that's my husband i care about him I think that what he's doing is dangerous. This is the father of my children. You know, I don't want him to die. Oh, so you think it's more
1: related to – But what if if a guy got a beautiful car and he wanted to go off, you know, like a single man's bachelor –
0: Sure, the the, the usual midlife crisis car. Midlife crisis
1: car. car. What about that?
0: That's different because we perceive cars – not perceived. Cars are, in fact, safer than a motorcycle. If I get into a car accident, I'm going to get dinged up and break the car. If I get in a motorcycle accident, I'm liable to be significantly hurt. So you think it's related
1: killed. to safety?
0: I think so. Oh. I think for, for a lot of women, it's, it, it, it's a safety issue.
1: Oh, I see. Okay.
0: And then for men, because we're arrogant dumbasses, we think, well, I'm not going to get into an accident. So her, her, her concerns are, are unjustified. Right. When, in fact, they're completely justified. Anybody who thinks, who knows, and I, I know a thousand motorcycles who know they're not going to get in an accident. They know that they're a safe rider. That's why they don't wear a helmet. That's why they don't wear boots. That's why mm-hmm. they don't wear, wear shorts and a T-shirt. You mm-hmm. see those guys all the time.
2: Mm-hmm. And they
0: do that because they're not going to get into an accident. They know they're not going to get into an accident. Well, that's a bit arrogant. It's, compl- it's uh, welcome to mandom. Yeah.
1: Okay. So it's to do with safety. It's to yeah. do with the woman saying, I don't want you doing this. I'm scared. Da-da. All right.
0: And okay. I think it's men do it because they dismiss those, the concerns of their, of their partner. Of their wife.
1: Hmm. Okay. I just, I look at my uncle, he has a high speed and always has. Like his bike can go crazy fast and his wife would never, ever stop him from doing that. Well, I think
0: that's part of the issue too, is that these men marry women who they haven't had this conversation with Mm. and who um, will think this is all, she'll change her mind. Once I buy the bike, she'll change her mind. Oh,
2: yeah. You know, it's like
0: uh, your wife says, "No, don't buy a, a big screen TV." Right. And a guy will go, oh, "I'll buy it," and she'll change her she'll mind. She'll be fine. She'll be yeah, fine. She won't mind because I'm, you know, I'm an idiot.
1: Right? Okay. Weird. Oh the difference between men and women.
0: <laughs> they 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 are they are pretty. Um, they're very different. Remarkable. Yes, they are. But women can be just as dumb too.
1: Oh, I'm not saying they. Oh, I'm not indicating that women are unreasonable and dumb.
0: My girlfriend Cleo, this is from, uh, do I, I don't know who, which device column it is. My girlfriend Cleo is allergic to seafood. She does not carry an EpiPen because it's not that type of reaction, but she always asks lots of questions about ingredients and preparation. Hmm. My mom finds the questions insulting oh. and believes Cleo was making up the allergy. Oh. Recently at my family barbecue, Cleo did her usual question before eating. Maybe 30 minutes later, she started complaining that her face itched. She took Benadryl, but she turned red and her eyes began swelling. We had to go to the emergency room for a cortisone shot. As we are getting in the car, my mom confessed she fried the fish and chicken in the same oil and lied when Cleo asked. Oh, no. She admitted she planned to prove Cleo's allergy was fake.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: My mom apologized and is paying the emergency room bill. Even so, Cleo called my mom a monster and wants nothing to do with her. She broke up with me saying I shouldn't have to choose between her and mom. She won't even consider a compromise like eating before visits. Is there any way to get past my anger at my mom and get Cleo back?
2: Oh,
1: no. That is just <laughs> awful. Dude, oh, done. my God. Yeah. No, it's done. You're... No, his mom fucked that Dude, up royally. did.
0: You know, and tell mom this. Yeah, you know, mom, I love Cleo. I wanted to marry Cleo. Whatever oh, you got to do.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. But because
0: yeah. mom, you're an idiot. That was a vindictive, nasty thing to do. It could have killed her. It could have killed her. It conceivably could have killed this yeah. this girl. I yeah, have no yeah. problem with this this woman, young lady. I don't know, who, I don't know who age she is saying no. I'm not dating you. Oh you're, no, your no. mom. Your mom it's tried to kill his, me. It's
1: not his fault. No. But yeah. yeah, it's too late. Oh shit. You know, I think a lot of this has come from this new emergent, oh. the emerging allergies that people have, and people sitting at dinner tables saying, "Well, I don't eat that, and I don't eat this," and da 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 da. And I think that people, a lot of people, are very cynical and don't oh, believe. Oh, I, I certainly and, am. Yeah. Yeah. And so, when it comes to very real allergies and the questions, like the mum probably didn't like all the questions. Yeah. Is this so gluten
0: free? Oh, shut up! and Yeah, eat it. really. You know?
1: Come on.
0: I Ninety-five mean, percent of people who, who who want gluten-free food are not gluten out. Allergic. Um,
1: yeah, it's, I mean, a lot of it's trendy yeah, and all that stuff. Right. So anyway,
0: and why I, why would you want a trendy allergy? I don't understand that. I, mean, I don't know.
1: Anyhow. I don't
0: know. But if someone says they're allergic to something, then believe
1: them. You should honor that. I mean, no matter how sure. cynical
0: you are, yeah. if you're cooking food for them, you've got to Or I mean, tell them could, don't you can't eat in my
1: house. Well, you could say to them, you could say, you know, you're you're gluten free, you're this free, you're that free. Just bring your own food. Like yeah. prepare what you want. And we this well, is what you're we're welcome having. in our house, and yeah. we love to have you. No, you know, it's sneak leak, especially a seafood allergy. Yeah.
0: Dear Abby, I'm struggling because my stepson has chosen to get married on my birthday. <laughs> I've been a stepmom for 18 years. It feels like a punch in the chest. My in-law family members are saying things like, oh my God, how do you feel about that? I can't believe you're going to let this happen. It will no longer be your special day. Oh my God, how old is this woman? My feelings are deeply hurt. My husband <sighs> says it's no big deal. And I shouldn't let it bother me. But every time someone asks me about it, I feel hurt. And when I'm finally by myself, I cry. I don't know what to do. I need someone's help. Is what my stepson is doing bad etiquette, a slap in the face, or no big deal?
1: Get over it. Are you kidding me? Oh, what do you care? My God. What do you care? It doesn't matter. Oh, my God. That's so petty.
0: Guess what? It's going to be somebody's birthday
1: Who cares? every day of the week. And then you'll never forget their anniversary. <laughs> you'll, you'll always know that. And
0: hopefully they'll never forget your birthday. But well, how you could... Can- how could you possibly be this small and petty? Oh,
1: I mean, I'm trying to remember when my birthday actually stopped meaning that much to me. It's like, yeah, it's a
0: birthday, whatever. That you, is Yeah, you'd you think she'd be old enough now to think the be for a don't now. make a whole lot of difference.
1: Yeah, and pl- you can embrace your own birthday in your own way. It doesn't have to be about other people celebrating it.
0: It's hard to <clears throat> fathom someone being this tone deaf. Oh.
1: Just petty stupidity. And to think
0: that, that this would be something that they could bring up to their stepson
1: yeah,
0: and say, you know, get married on, on me a Let Can change debt. you?
1: It's my birthday. <laughs> I'm, yeah, yeah, I, was, I just want to celebrate me. It's for me that day.
0: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so those are two stories. Cleo getting poisoned and mom... Um, stepmom. Stepmom being pissed off that uh, you're getting married on her birthday, here is the single worst person who's not famous on the planet. Mm -mm. Eight weeks ago, my daughter called me in tears. She said that my young grandson needed therapy and asked me to help pay for it. I have the money, so I agreed immediately. I have since learned that the therapy involved my grandson transitioning to my granddaughter. Mm. To say I disapprove was a big understatement. If I'd known the true purpose of the therapy, I never would have agreed to it. May I stop? Oh. Well. You are the worst grandmother in the world. It is a
1: huge thing, but why didn't she? Why wasn't she open and honest to her about what the therapy was for? She probably must have known that her mother wouldn't have agreed to pay for such a thing.
0: Probably, mom yeah. should have, uh, grandma should have asked. There as should well. have
1: been a very real conversation about yes. what's going on instead of "Can I have the money for his therapy?" her him
0: that being said does it matter what if the therapy was because the kid wasn't a good colorer? what if the therapy was because the kid was having issues with bullying in school
1: well quite frankly if it was me I would have said oh my goodness what's this about yeah who's oh, the therapist sure. and are they reputable and what are we looking at absolutely. here I would have asked more I wouldn't have just said here I'll write the checks no. I would have known and not had this come up later
0: especially if you have issues about anything find out what the therapy is about if you're a completely open and honest person don't care you you're a millionaire whatever grandma is yeah go ahead and get the therapy but if you have hang-ups about stuff you got to be you got you got to go through your life worrying and thinking about those hang-ups and obviously she has a hang-up about trans or whatever issues she 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 may have then if you think there's a, line, a landmine in front, in front of you, find out about the landmine. If you think it's going to blow up, don't step on it.
1: Well, it's a huge thing within a family for this to be happening. I work with children that are going through it right now. Yep. And it's not just that they're – well, The children that I know that are going through it. It's not that they're not – even though they're little and in kindergarten, there's a lot of emotional – behavioral stuff that's coming along with it there's confusion and the family is confused and it's it's a huge thing so it's just odd that it wasn't a thing that the family was involved in
0: instead of i think you're right i hadn't thought of it but you're right the daughter probably knew that grandma wouldn't approve if she told her beforehand
1: exactly So now they've got to get together and go, this is a very real issue and I need help.
0: The bottom line is, no, you can't stop the therapy. Not now.
1: No, you have to keep going. It's it's huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to just say, I'm going to stop it. What did she say? She (coughs) said, I'm going to stop the money now. Stop the money. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no.
0: And our last piece of advice this week is from (laughs) Captain Awkward. I'm a girl in her mid-twenties. Recently, I've been pre-dating a guy. i never heard of this word before in my life. Pre-dating. pre-dating. Uh, hanging out with him and his friends, flirting a little. Okay. But okay. nothing official. I'm South Asian and very visibly a person of color. One of his friends approached me and warned me that the guy has a swastika tattoo on his chest. But it's really sweet and it's from the past. He's not like that anymore. <gasps> oh, oh, no, no. Okay. First of all, she's in her mid-twenties. So let's assume the guy's in his mid-twenties. His past isn't that fucking far away. Okay, Because you can't get a tattoo Before you're 18 So maybe this is 10 years Has
2: passed
0: I asked him about it and he said that his old friends Who were neo-nazis peer pressured him Into getting it He says he doesn't hang out with those friends anymore Doesn't believe that stuff and is saving up To get the tattoo removed I'm torn On one hand he seems nice and swears that stuff is behind him On the other hand Neo-nazi tattoo Uh. How is that not a comic book villain warning signal I'm struggling between my belief that people should be given a second chance versus the very real repugnance and fear for my safety. Should I believe him when he says it's over and maybe chip in towards the tattoo removal? Or should I end this before it's begun and back away?
1: Back away. She's only pre-dating. She's young. Probably very pretty. Pay for it? Help pay for it? I don't think so.
0: Yeah, I would back away until the tattoo is actually gone. Cuz if nothing else, if you get more serious about dating, you're going to sleep with this guy? Oh, and there it is. And there's going to be.
1: Yeah, lay on my chest, honey. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. No, no. No, no, no. Just back away.
0: And I I do agree with the idea of second chances, but that's a tough one to get past. Yeah, no.
1: She has lots of lovely men and experiences in front of her. She doesn't have to do it with this one.
0: The other question is does it matter the size of the tattoo? What if it's a little bunny-sized swastika as opposed to a full-chest one? You know what I, I'm saying? No,
1: no, it doesn't matter what
2: you don't size think it matters? No, <laughs> No, it doesn't. It's I think
0: the tattoo size matters a whole lot less than the fact that you got it in the first place. You used to hang out with neo-Nazis.
1: And that he was influenced by them yeah. to have that done to his body. Yeah. If he is that easily influenced,
0: nah. Yeah. yeah. Lots of other guys out there, sweetheart.
1: No, go and get another nice go, guy. Go
0: find, go, go find somebody else.
1: Yeah. Take your beautiful skin and go and find someone else because he might not like your skin.
0: My wife and I named our daughter Nola. We wanted a unique name like New Orleans and thought it was pretty. Six Nola. months later, my brother named his new son Nolan. The male version of Nola. We are shocked and hurt that we picked this name without asking us if it was alright. This is his second son. If he'd always loved the name, he could have picked that name for his first son, and we would not have picked NOLA. They announced the name at the Brist, and everyone kept asking if it was a family name, as we already have a NOLA. Are we being oversensitive or is it weird to steal our six month old's name? <laughs> are you shitting me? No, my
2: God,
0: I sh <laughs> uh, not. Uh, Slate says a name stealing is not a thing. It doesn't matter. Maintain a dignified silence on the subject until the sweet release of death.
1: Oh, really? <laughs> it doesn't matter.
0: Oh, my. Oh, we Peter. have that issue in, in our family. Yes, you do. My uh, uh, name is Shawn Michael. My sister, who is not my twin, who was born a year and a half after me, her name is Shauna Michelle. And it was very confusing when we were kids because we'd hear my mother yell, "Sean!" And we'd go, I heard an A, you go. No, I didn't hear an A, you go. And, was like, we know, and my mom would come down and beat both of us. She said, one of you should have come up, all right? <laughs> I was yelling for one of y'all. One of you should have come up. And so she'd spank both of us. But it was very confusing for us as kids, Sean and Shauna. Are I, you guys twins? No, we're not we're Why twin. did she do that? Sean Michael and Sean and Michelle. Mm-hmm. Well, the family legend, I don't know if I believe it anymore because my family is so fucked up. I have no idea if this is the truth. But I was told... It was because in my dad's family, tradition was to name the firstborn son David. My grandfather and dad's side is is David. My dad's name is David. And my younger brother's name is David. So that's theoretically true. But they were going to add, so you name your firstborn son David, and then you tack on the mother's maiden name. Okay. And so when it got around to me, after five generations... Yeah. You know, I was going to be called David Arthur Allen Murray Calder Bowles King. Oh, my gosh. And my grandmother, on my mom's side, um, but my mom's side of the family is black, and my grandmother was the typical matriarch of the black family. Everything she said goes. My father, from what I understood, adored my grandmother, Olive, Ollie. I love, love Ollie. What a great name, too, for, for an old black woman, Olive. Uh, my, uh, my, my grandmother said, you're not naming my first grandbaby that. And that was it? <laughs> when that was it. And, and and so, again, the story goes that my dad said, all right, all of you, then, then you name them. And so in respect for my dad's side of the family, who weren't going to get this name, Nan picked an Irish name. That's one part of my dad's side of the family. He's, again, supposedly Irish. <laughs> <clears throat> and so Nana made me name me Sean Michael, which is a perfectly lovely Irish name. Yes. And so, in my, a year and a half later, my sister comes along. My dad said, Well, oh, go ahead and name this one, too. And my grandmother, in her infinite originality, said, Oh, I'll just call this one Sean Michelle. It, okay.
1: No. She liked her first choice and she just wanted to tweak it a bit. <laughs> Build on that. That's good. I mean, they're beautiful names, both of them.
0: Sean and Sean. Yeah, I didn't like my name for the longest time when I was a kid. Oh, I don't know how you couldn't. It's a great name. I didn't like Sean. Why? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't think do, do do all kids like their name? No. Did you like Melissa when you were a kid? I don't
1: think I thought about it too no? much. My mother was very um clear in saying to me that you were my Melissa as soon as you were as soon as I knew you were inside of me, you were Melissa. Melissa really? Joy. My mom had my name picked out from the moment she knew she was yeah. pregnant with me. So I've always treasured that because it was very important to her. So yeah.
0: And she may be making that up, too. No, she wasn't. <laughs> you
1: don't know. She was not making you it up. You don't know. She wasn't making it up. She
0: might have.
1: Well, it's not fair. She's not here to ask. I <laughs> know uh, she meant it. So Melissa has always meant a lot to me. Good.
0: Yeah, I, I, I didn't I didn't like... Uh, I, you know what? I can't find a nickname for you. I, I'm, not, I'm not calling you Missy. You don't have to call me anything. Mel just doesn't sound oh, no, right.
1: Thanks. I don't like Mel.
0: Melly? No, that's no, not thanks. good. Lissa?
1: No. Well, no. All the Withingtons me, call me Lissy.
0: Lissy? No, I don't need Lissy no, either. No, no, but Melissa no. is a pain in the ass. It's three syllables. What? Oh God. Melissa.
1: I don't know what you're going to do.
0: Well, I'm going to find a nickname. I'm
1: gonna <laughs> no, do. you're not.
0: Let me just call you Red.
1: Oh, that's just <laughs> awful. Hey, Red. Oh, shit. <laughs> No, yeah. you're not going to call you Red? No, I sound like a, anyway, never mind it's Yes. like a what? Nothing No, no come on no, now, this is,
0: don't listen to us so you gotta, you, No, no one, you No one's listening Well, it
1: just doesn't sound like what I look like Hey, Red, hey, you, Red
0: You definitely look like a Red
1: No, and two, I feel like I would be a big woman if you called me Red Oh, hey, I, oh red. okay, I see what you're saying Maybe, uh, yeah, no, no, yeah, no, no Okay, no. you're right Why do you have to think of a nickname Good me?
0: Melissa is too long
1: Okay, you're a talk. You talk for a living. What is wrong with three syllables?
0: Folks, help me come up with a nickname for oh, Melissa. Send me your ideas for a nickname to DLTU. They didn't even know what I look like. At one, I'll send them a picture. Okay. She's a gorgeous redhead. That's, that, that, that's what it is. She's five foot four, but she walks like she's six feet tall. Very <laughs> elegant.
1: Squirt. Squirt?
0: Am not calling you Squirt? <laughs> I'm not calling you Squirt. That's just offensive. That's just. Oh. Although I did, I did have um, my roommate in Portland had had a dog named Squirt.
2: Oh, really? A greyhound.
0: Oh, I love Squirt. Squirt.
1: Oh, that's a funny name for a greyhound. They're so elegant. Well, because, and he, because
0: uh, he was a, uh, she was a racing greyhound. So Squirt.
1: Oh, like Squirt. I mean, the, going fast. Going fast. Exactly. Interesting. Yeah.
0: And then the other one was called Sooner.
1: Sooner, rather he gave than co- later.
0: <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> he was also a racing greyhound. That's what sooner, rather, than later, exactly, okay. probably why he was called that. All right. So, hmm. yeah, anyway, the squirting sooner. I love those two dogs. I did not know that greyhounds when I first moved in with with uh, E, Doctor E, and she said, do "You know, do you, do you like dogs?" I said, "Yeah, I love dogs." She said, well, I've got two dogs. Oh, great! What kind of dogs? And she said, "Greyhounds." I'm like, "Oh, fuck! Greyhounds are a pain in the ass." Oh, I, they're beautiful I never dogs. Know- eh, no, they're not. They're skinny and they got weird noses. No, noises, there's something and about z- them z- though. And so we, uh, when I moved in, met these two wonderful, sweet dogs. And because I'm, I work at home, I was taking care of the dogs during the day. And I thought, well, I'm going to have to walk these. Greyhounds are giant cats. <laughs> they don't do anything all day long. They just laze around. They lays around all. They Aww. both love my couch, and they would just sleep on the couch all day long. Aww. I love greyhounds.
1: And you don't take them. You don't need to take them for
0: walks. Yeah, when you do. We went oh. we used to take a regular walk, but there was also uh, very close to us a dog park, a, a fenced-in dog park. Oh. And it was great. We'd take them the dog park, take them off the leash, and as soon as they went off the leash, they just ran. Oh. And they did laps of the dog park, and laps, and laps, and laps, and laps, and laps. The, the other dogs would chase them, and then they'd get tired after a lap, because they couldn't catch them. Because they couldn't. They couldn't, keep, couldn't get up with them. And then oh. when you called them in, they'd... They, Trot over, you put the leash back on, and they very calmly oh, walk how home lovely sooner was so, very very regal, he didn't like other dogs, so he just sort of tolerated other dogs very upright yeah. uh, squirt was was more of a playful uh, dog, and she didn't mind the dogs and liked other dogs um uh, but they both had a wonderful personality and I literally uh, when when uh, dr E was home, um they would sleep in in her bed, but when dr e went away to, to her family visits or whatever it might be. I literally had to sneak upstairs and get into bed before the dogs. Oh. Because they would just jump into bed and just sprawl all over the place. Oh. And Dr. E was tiny, so she, she could find a spot in a corner of her own bed uh-huh. to go to sleep. But I couldn't. I needed all the room I could, I could get. So I had to like jump in there and go, okay, dogs. Dogs were like, shit, he's not here. And you'd run upstairs. Oh. And they would jump into bed with me. It was, they were such great oh. dogs. I love grands. Okay. Folks, send me emails, send us emails to DLTU, uh, don't listen to us. Uh, please uh, give us a rating on the iTunes store if you so choose. We'd love to hear what you guys think about the show. Email DLTU at me. Until next week, as always, I've been Sean King.
1: I'm Melissa King. And you've squirt been li- King.
0: And you- <laughs> I'm not calling you squirt. squirt. That's awful. not calling you Squirt. Okay. You've listened to Don't Listen to Us. See ya. Bye.